There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you'll only look Then you will see On WCN-TV friends. Thank you for joining me today on Wisconsin Christian News TV, WCNTV.net. I hope you're there taking this show in. Folks, America has been through something in the last, well, year or more. It's been going on for a while, but I look at everything that's transpired and I see really a crash course that Americans have been drugged through on how to capture a nation through lies and deception, through obfuscation, through what I call lawfare, using the law as a, as a weapon, government corruption, foreign collaboration. And listen, this was going on long before November 2020. It came to a head November 2020. All of those carefully laid plans of those that hate America and might I add, hate God, came to fruition on November 2020. The federal government, media, the FBI, and other entities coordinated the largest attempted coup d'etat, in my opinion, in world history. And I say attempted coup d'etat because, friends, this battle is not over. This war is not over. We are in a war, but they haven't won yet. And if I've got anything to do with it, they won't win. And my guest today, if he has anything to say about it, they're not going to win. We have got work to do, and it's time for us to roll up our sleeves and get busy with the chores of redirecting, refocusing, and saving America. I want to play a trailer here from the movie Capital Punishment. Capital Punishment. This is, friends, you have got to go out after the show. You have got to go out and get this movie. CapitalPunishmentTheMovie.com is the site. But we're going to watch this trailer for a movie, and then we're going to bring in Chris Burgard, the director of this movie. You're going to really appreciate the work that he's done. Let's play that trailer, Spencer. This is treason. Where is Officer, I can't breathe. I can't even. 
I'm Nick Searcy. On January 6, 2021, I went to Washington, D.C., along with multitudes of other Americans because we believed that the election was stolen. I saw with my own eyes what happened that day. And what they show you on the media doesn't tell half the story. Here's the Capitol, and here's people going in there. They didn't show all of this out here. I saw people of all colors, races, creeds, Asian Americans for Trump, blacks for Trump. I even saw a guy wearing a shirt that said fags for Trump. And since I'm from California, I knew that guy. We're from Iowa. Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm here standing with my fellow patriots. We all standing for America. Despite what the media tells you, boots on ground definitely say something different. There is a sea of nothing but red, white, and blue patriots. These are damn working people right here. They want their country back. We're marching for the Constitution. We're not, it ain't really about Trump. It's about us now. They're, they're attacking us, and we're tired of it. We had a foreign attack, and they had domestic support. This is about individual liberty. We don't believe the media. We don't believe you. We don't believe, we'd have no faith in our institutions. And the FBI is now being sent out by Joe Biden to punish people. We're at war. They're hunting down Trump supporters like dogs. You say that again, we're at war. 147 days since my wife was murdered, executed. The FBI, you have a federal search warrant for the property. Come out with your I step out, I have red dots all over my chest. They broke the door down. Hands up, hands up, put your hands on the wall, hands up. I was in jail for four straight days. I, I kept banging on the door saying, I have never had a phone call. The sixth was all deception. The level of sophistication and tactic is immense. Oh, I recognize you from Portland. I've seen people from Portland here, Antifa. I was paid to pretend to protest. We need to come together as Americans again and remember why we started this country. An insurrection without arms? What are they talking about? And why are they lying? Thank you, Spencer. CapitalPunishmentTheMovie.com, friends. That is the website. Capital Punishment. Everything they told you is a lie. Now, Chris, first of all, welcome to WCN-TV. Well, thank you, sir. Um, It's an honor to be on your show, and uh, I can't lie to you. Watching that opening as a kid from Wisconsin made me feel just a little homesick, so... uh, Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Well, we're blessed that you uh, have the time to join us. The the movie that, that you directed and um, Nick Searcy uh, produced, I guess. Did I see that right? You did. Nick stars in it. He's our, he's the fellow we follow through the movie and he, uh, he produced it. I directed it. And um, it was just kind of a God thing how the whole thing came together. We didn't know we were going until two days before the sixth. And I just felt wow. this tugging. And um, I've been blessed to be in other 
interesting points in history and history places from the border to Central America uh, to different stuff in Los Angeles. And so I called up Nick and I said, look, I'm bringing my daughter. I'm bringing my wife. Let's just go see this. Let's be there. Let's document this day in history. We had no idea we were going to make a movie about it until the entire narrative went completely south. And we said, look, that's not what happened. And we just saw them steal the nation. And we, we, can't, we can't let them steal this day in history. And that's why we decided to make the film. Yeah, yeah. And it's easy to say that, that Americans are being subjected to the, to the greatest gaslighting, uh, the deepest psyop, the, the most devastating propaganda campaign that any nation has, has ever seen. It's easy to say that, but the critics, Chris, the critics say, what are you talking about? There's no proof of anything that that you're saying. And so one of the things, one of the many things that I like about Capital Punishment, everything they told you is a lie, your your documentary, is that it provides the proof. It shows people what actually transpired. Because we're not going to get that from the media, are we? No. In fact, (laughs) you've just hit on why this movie is being censored so heavily why you can't advertise on the networks why can't you can't advertise in in national uh, print companies um they this this film is extremely dangerous to those that are enemies of the united states of america Mm -hmm. um the truth is never afraid of a lie and a lie cannot stand in the light of truth and Mm -hmm. this film by just showing you what happened that day and then showing you why it happened it's truth. When people see it, it resonates within them. And that's, that's very dangerous to those that, that spent so much time orchestrating this event. And as you'll see in the film, January 6th was years in the making. This is part of a much bigger picture that yes. most Americans have felt something's wrong, but they didn't know what. And this, this puts the, connects the dots for you. Yeah. And I, I know I've personally heard so many times, listen, there is nothing to it. You guys just need to be quiet and go on with your lives because um, this has been through the courts. The courts said there's nothing there. And that's simply, that's a misdirection play because the truth of the matter is that no court, and you can correct me, Chris, if I'm wrong on this, but no court held any evidentiary hearings or processes whereby they they received evidence, they reviewed evidence, they talked to witnesses, they did all this, and then came to the conclusion, nope, nothing here. They just refused to hear these, these lawsuits that were brought, didn't they? As Louis Gomer points out in the movie, a Republican congressman um, from Texas and an ex-judge and justice himself, no court has ever heard the evident the evidentiary evidence. Um, they've all been denied on uh, status, and that doesn't make it. That's the reality. But the spin is America thinks sixty times that it it's been found not it's been found to be false. And it, you're right; the evidence has never been heard. Yeah, and 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 unless... just just to go on from there. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just to go on from there, uh, Pastor Mike. The fact that there's such a hard court press to shut up anybody that would dare question the election or that would dare show up to exercise their First Amendment rights, the nation's capital, that should be a big tell to everybody out there, a big red flag. Mm-hmm. 
wait a minute, something's up. Because if we're wrong and the election wasn't stolen, if we're wrong and the six was not um, a staged event, why can't we at least talk about it? You know, why why does every social media platform and the biggest networks in the country um, fight so hard to keep this from being spread among the people? Um, that's That's when you know you're facing propaganda on a massive basis. And if I can just go back for a bit in history, um, they say that those that don't know history are doomed to repeat it. Well, we're repeating it right now. Um, if you go back to Joseph Goebbels, who is the press guy for Adolf Hitler, he said that if you make a lie big enough and repeat it often enough, it will become the truth. Mm-hmm. Once that happens, the real truth is now a threat to the existence of the state. And therefore, you have to squash anybody who speaks the truth. Um, and we found that out with, with Pastor Nehemiah. Uh, and now, that's what you're seeing now. The, the, the truth has to be squashed. That You'll see in the film what they're doing to these poor people that were there, that saw the truth, and they're making an example out of them. And we live in the United States of America. In the United States of America... The truth should not be the enemy of the state. The truth should be a pillar of the state, and the truth should be an ally of the people. Our government is supposed to be a representative government of we, the people. And the fact that you're now seeing them making a lie, a pillar of the state, as has happened in many other oppressive societies and regimes, every American, regardless of their political standings and perspectives, should be concerned about this. I think it was uh, in in George Orwell's 1984, and I'm going to paraphrase uh, his uh, his statement there. But truth is a is an act of rebellion, or truth is a revolutionary act in an empire of lies. And that's that pretty much sums up where we're at right now. So, so let's before we move. There's so many things to, to touch on, Chris, that I that I that I do want to get your take on and discuss a little bit further from your movie. As I told you before uh, we went on the air, I did watch it in its entirety. Fantastic uh, documentary, um, very touching, uh, infuriating in some spots, infuriating to me personally. Um, Immediately after the January the 6th events, it was almost as if uh, people in, in the Senate, in Congress, in the media, they had all been handed the same script, and that script used the word insurrection, insurrection. What we know it was, what I believe it was, what the movie demonstrates that it was, was the greatest exhibition of freedom and liberty-minded, loving Americans of all colors, of every color on the palette, there in support of Americanism, American principles, and an American constitutional republic. It cannot be both. It is one or the other. And I believe those who continue to push the narrative that was an insurrection are bald-faced liars. Your thought, Chris? They're bald-faced liars, and those that believe the lie have, have succumb to one of the greatest psychological operations on the planet. Mm-hmm. And that that's why when we have our fellow Americans that are convinced 
that this was, you know, dangerous, violent MAGA supporters that did all this, you have to look at them and you have to have a speck of grace in your brain and in your heart knowing they've bought into this huge propaganda machine that has brainwashed them. They own the networks. Um, they're, they're in the universities. Um, there's, there's, unless you're actively seeking the truth and get to watch shows like yours, people are misinformed to the point that it's tactical military level intelligence operations working against the people of the United States of America. And I'm sorry, Chris, you could go down all, go ahead, Pastor Mike. No, I was just going to say, and you just explained how the media has gotten away with this narrative. And the, and the movie illustrates that a a wonderful point in the movie. And it's not hard to break down. It's just, when you're there, I've, I've made a career of being there, seeing the truth, putting it on film and showing it to the American people. I did it on the border. I did it in the revol- attempted revolution in Honduras, and I'm doing it now. It's You can't argue with the facts. We're watching the president speak. He's got 15 minutes left to speak while other people are breaking into the Capitol. They started breaching the Capitol building before he was done speaking. So right there, you can knock down the false narrative that his words pushed people to break into the Capitol. Then what we do after that is we take the speech, what they showed on all six of those corporate-owned conglomerations put out on all their hundreds of of media stations and outlets. They ran with the clip that said, the president said, and we need to march down the Capitol because you'll never get your way without being strong and blah, blah, blah. That wasn't what he said. They could, they edited that clip together. We break down the edit. We show where they edited the clips. We show what he said all together. And it's a completely different meaning. Yeah. So you've now gone past fake news. Fake news is bad reporting. This mm-hmm. is now military level propaganda. That is an intelligence operation designed to shift the direction of the country. Yes. And it's, 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 it's what happened. It's what's on camera. And that's why people don't want you to see this movie. Yeah, that's exactly right. The The situation on, on January the 6th was hijacked and orchestrated to to destroy the credibility of, of we, the people, and the grievances that we had and continue to have with our government. And it, it was it was used as a pretext to create this this, well... A level of fear that I've never seen in America today. Minds and hearts of, of people are, are, are being shackled because they're afraid that their own government, the alphabet agencies, the FBI and, and, and other agencies are going to come after them. That is wickedness at, at the highest level, Chris. And, and I might also add, I think it's spiritual warfare. I think this is demonically charged spiritual warfare to topple a nation. It'd be very easy to to talk about it in that context, but we'll stick to to the narrative of the movie. Um, the FBI. Well, let's address that, Pastor Mike. Let's, do. Pastor Mike, let's address that. Let's do. Then we'll move to the FBI. Um, if what you're saying is correct, and there's much evidence to say that you are. That might explain why none, zero of the mainstream media showed any images of people praying to God on this march. And you couldn't turn around without seeing, you couldn't throw a camera without hitting somebody that was praying that day. You'll see in the movie, 
one of the best national security experts we have, John Guandolo, uh, former Marine recon elite uh, SWAT team leader for the FBI, counterterrorism FBI. He spent a year as the, the, the chief liaison between the FBI and the Capitol Police. If there's anybody on the planet that knows the proper SOP to protect the VIPs in the face of an insurrection, it's John Guandolo. He happened to be there that day because he came there just to pray, just to pray with some pastors and other people who were there. Because he did that, he was able to witness, along with other three-letter guys and other military and law enforcement personnel, agent provocateurs doing their job in that crowd and seeding unrest. He was able to, to pick out the cells and how they were working because that's what he's done for his whole career. Only now, instead of you know working in Afghanistan or Iraq or anywhere else he may have been, he's watching these operations take place at the United States Capitol in the United States of America. Um, he was there to pray. So the whole thing about this being a spiritual war, if God didn't want us to win this, he wouldn't have put John Guandolo there to pray. He wouldn't have put all these other people there to pray. And if the other side wasn't from the dark side, they would put images of people praying on TV. But when they don't, that tells you there's a reason. They don't want people asking God and in the name of Jesus to heal our country on TV. And that goes to the fellow you saw in the film. I'm sorry I'm long-winded. But uh, Otero County Commissioner, Otero County Commissioner, Coy Griffin, founder of Cowboys for Trump from New Mexico, they arrested him for praying. He was praying on the scaffolding. And if you look at the footage, multitudes of people were praying with him. He was thrown into jail for nine days with no phone call. Nine days in the United States of America, could not call his attorney, could not call his family. That's not supposed to happen. He ended up staying in prison for three weeks. Um, he's He still has not come to trial. So his his right to, to, to counsel, his right to a speedy trial, it's all gone out the window. And as you're going to see in the film, there are many people with stories like his. This should not be happening in the United States of America. Okay, now let's talk about the FBI. Yes. Yeah, so, I want so. everybody to understand. John Guandolo is a friend of mine. John Guandolo was a very proud FBI agent. It breaks his heart to see what's going on, as it does the hearts of many good men and women that we know that are still working for the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I come from a law enforcement family. My father graduated from the FBI's 109th session uh, class at Quantico, Virginia. My respect for the FBI has always been immense until this film. And when you see four-year-olds and seven-year-olds that are traumatized and having nightmares because the FBI broke into their house, flashbanged the children, dragged their 13-year-old sister out from her bedroom in handcuffs into the cold. Um, when they make 12 year old girls come out just, you know, in their, in their you know, pajamas, uh, tank T tops in the cold, um, at gunpoint, this is happening in the United States of America. And they're not showing you this and not telling you this because I don't care what your politics are. I don't care what your skin color is. This is wrong. This is just wrong. And it, it'll, resonate evil in in the dna of every american that sees this this is not how it's supposed to be this is not a free republic 
This is not following the rule of law. You have people that were arrested for criminal trespassing that have been in prison for 10 months, while people that Antifa and BLM that burned down federal buildings and hurt people and caused violent riots were oftentimes released the next day without bail. Mm -hmm. That's that's the environment that we're living in right now. Yes. So. Yeah, it's a sad it's a sad commentary, Chris. But you're absolutely right. There are many good men and women that that uh, love America, that want to do what is right, what is what is just, what is what is according to the rule of law. They're being impeded in that desire. The FBI at the top echelon, the leadership, has been corrupted, has been weaponized, and is being used against the American people. They are violating our constitutional rights, our civil rights, due process, uh, all of those things that are in place. And, and they are doing that under the pretense, well, these are terrorists, and so they have no rights, or, or rights are suspended underneath the charges that we have, have uh, leveled against them. Here's my prediction, Chris, and, and you mentioned some of these individuals in the film and some of the charges and the potential lengthy sentences that they're facing should they be found guilty. I'm going to say and be on record, they're not going to be found guilty. I believe that this is their charges are going to be dismissed It'll be done quietly. Now, they've been pressured, my, my understanding from, from the information, they're being pressured to accept plea deals, to, to admit their guilt, and then we'll just let you off. And, and well, praise God that none of these men or women are, are, are taking that bait. They're going to force this to go the course, and, and I applaud them for that because that takes a lot of courage to see that through because... People have been traumatized, as you mentioned, Chris, and I'm going to pass this back to you. People were awoken from their sleep by FBI SWAT teams and, and armored tactical vehicles with battering rams and, and, and machine guns in, in, in cupolas roaring down their street and demanding that they come out of their homes. Flashbang grenades were used. Um, things that you we never thought we'd see in America, all for the reason that they attended this rally for America. It's it's simply astounding to me, Chris, that that is going on. The media, of course, has buried this whole thing because they don't want it to see the light of day. Your film is is shining a very bright light on this, and I think it's going to get traction as as more Americans view this and they understand. I think there there is an overwhelming number of Americans. They don't know people are still incarcerated 10 months after the fact. You know, that's the plan. And from your mouth to God's ears, I, I know God's got a plan for this release. Um, but people are breaking, Mike. You have to understand this. Th they are doing this to break people. And for the audience that hasn't seen the movie, what Pastor Mike's talking about is there are people that have their, their houses broken into and sworn by tactical SWAT teams that did not go into the Capitol. These are not people that fought with the police. They're not people that went to the Capitol. These are people that were simply there and attended the event. And I would hope they can make it to their day, but I have to tell you, they're breaking. There's a fellow in the movie right now that 
he's probably going to take a plea deal on a felony that he's not guilty of because if not his well these ha- people are broken they've lost their jobs they've lost their homes they're homeless they no longer have jobs and these were good middle class people before this and they they can't afford an attorney so they have a court appointed uh, attorney from DC most of these fellas are pretty liberal they don't like trump supporters and so they're telling him look you're facing six felonies take the one forget about the other uh, you'll be out in four months. Otherwise, you're going to be in prison for anywhere from 23 to 62 years. Your choice. Wow. So good people are admitting to stuff they're not they're not guilty of because they can't afford to feed their families and fight this. Um, there's a fellow you're going to see in the film, um, Antonio Martinez, who, according to the mainstream media, Antonio is a white supremacist. And he thinks that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, same way with Enrique Tario. Um, as Enrique says, I don't have the energy to tell the mainstream media that this brown skinned guy is not a, a white supremacist. Yeah. But Antonio, you know, they lost their job. Uh, before he was even arrested, the FBI said that he was guilty of hate crimes by being there. So they lost their lease on their home. So they're now homeless, living with his mother in law. And what this guy has jumped through to try to get work to to put food on the table when he's been arrested by the FBI and the FBI says that he is a suspected domestic terrorist forget about it you know life for these people for everyone in this movie they are being treated as domestic terrorists um they can't fly around the country like normal people um they can't get jobs they can't put their name on applications for homes or for apartments it's designed to break people and it's designed to send a message to everyone out there. If you disagree with this regime and you stick your head up, we're going to cut it off. And that's exactly what's going on right now. And what's really sad, Mike, is besides the people we know where they're still in prison about this, besides the people that are on the film and other people we know that have been abused by the Department of Justice and the FBI, there's a ton of people we don't know about. My wife got a phone call a week and a half ago from a friend of a friend from someone that lived nine miles away from us. She was there. She didn't go on the Capitol steps. She didn't go in the in the building. But the FBI came to her for four hours and terrorized her to the point that she's afraid to leave the house. She can't eat. She can't sleep. She was on tears. My wife, the entire phone call, just because she's like, I've, I've been so alone and there's no one to talk to and no one believes me. And I wonder how many more people are like that are out there. You have the United States Capitol Police now looking to open headquarters in Florida, in California, and all around the country. And Nancy Pelosi says this is so they can track down the rest of the people that were part of this violent insurrection. Do you understand what's happening? You defund the local police. You take apart their ability to keep law and order, and then you put in federal police. We've seen this before in history, haven't we? Yes, we have. It's very, very dangerous where we are right now. Yes. This is the methodologies of tyranny. This is the, the shock troops, if you will, that's going to lead to, to the complete destruction or collapse of a, of a republic. That's that's what's going on. It's it's a as you mentioned, uh, absolutely correct. It is a tactical military operation against the free citizens of America. It's simply politically driven madness is is what it is, friends. 
It begs the question, though, where's the ACLU? Where's Media Matter? Where are all these leftist organizations that's, that, that claim that they're all about freedom, liberty, freedom of spin, and all of these things? They've been exposed, haven't they? Well, they've been exposed to those that don't have scale. The scales have fallen from their eyes, but to many other people, they're still the heroes and the champions of liberty. Hmm. Look at the funding. Who pays the bills for these guys? Yeah. Look at the funding for the events that happened at January 6th. Who paid the bills for those guys? I would love for some agency above my pay grade to do some digging and find out how this happens. Um, it costs money if you're an Antifa person from Seattle to get to Washington, D.C. and stay in a nice hotel and go to restaurants. Where does that money come from? It's not hard to check bank records and look at cell phone records and find out, you know, who that person is working for, who their boss is, and you track the networks. That's the kind of investigation that should be going on right now. There's so many questions out there, Pastor Mike, that we don't have the resources to answer. You know, we're filmmakers. I'm a cowboy. I'd rather be out coaching my daughter's high school rodeo team than, you know, be in the middle of these protests, but there's yeah. questions that come up that I'd like answers to and that America needs to ask. Let's start with the fella, Jacob Chansley, the guy that was just sentenced to four years in prison. He's the Buffalo Horn guy. Remember him? Yep. They called him the QAnon Shaman. Okay. Look at how hard the media tried to make this guy look like he was the leader of a QAnon army that violently attacked the Capitol. I saw that guy that day. I filmed him more than once that day. He was one of the fellows that smelled a lot like pot. And that was there was a lot of those that day. Um, don't usually see that at a Trump rally, but they were all over that day. Just the place reeked of pot. And this fella, he's been at a lot of different events over the last two years. How did he get there? Who paid for him to be there? Why were some of the people, you know, we had we had a person in the movie that, that we had to take out of the film. He's retired law enforcement. He was there at the Capitol that day. He did not go in the Capitol building, but he saw everything that was wrong that the Capitol police were doing and how it was set up. He was a big through line to our film until he got arrested. And after he got arrested, he said, I just got to pull back. I can't. There's too much pressure on me. But then you start putting the pieces together and you look at the people in his life in the last year that wanted him to take certain photo ops with different people. And like this guy, um, the QAnon shaman fella, Jacob Chansley, what in this and, and and this this person that was in our movie is like I don't know him. Why do I want to take a picture with him? That's just some weird looking actor, dude. I don't want to be around him. And but then you look back at this and you wonder, was I being manipulated into being in the wrong place at the wrong time? Now this fellow Jacob Chansley, that day nobody was following him. I have footage of him. Nobody's following him. So it breaks down the the media myth that he was leading an army. Nobody was following this guy, and. I want to understand why he was taking selfies with Nancy Pelosi's son-in-law. I want to know why was he taking selfies with a guy named Sergei Debenin, who is an activist and a player in the Ukrainian bloody revolution of 2014, whose boss, his boss, has three kids who Vladimir Putin is their godfather. What is a guy like this just mm. happen to be in the United States of America, happen to be at the Capitol and happen to be taking selfies with the guy the media is going to try to push as the leader of the whole insurrection? How does something like that happen? That's something I'd like to see investigated. 
I don't have those resources. I'm not an intelligence agent or an analyst, but somebody out there should be asking these questions. Somebody should be looking at who paid for his travel. Somebody should be looking to see what he put on his visa to come in the country. Someone should be asking Nancy Pelosi's family a bunch of questions. I don't think that's going to come up in her January 6th hearings, but it sure would be interesting if if one of our leaders, either Republican or Democrat, asked these questions on national TV and put it before the American people and put it before our Intelligence Services Committee. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly, Chris. The uh, the media, they've created and uh, and sold, packaged, sold. And and it's been it's been it's been accepted by too many Americans. They've created this caricature about everyone that that attended. And um, it was very telling. And you you bring this up uh, in in the film. And again, friends, I'm talking with Chris Burgard. He is the director of Capital Punishment. Everything they told you is a lie. Please go to CapitalPunishmentTheMovie.com. And there you can purchase. You can purchase a a DVD of it. You can purchase a digital copy. uh, Watch it from your home. Um, Thank you, Spencer. Um, So the media has created this caricature of anybody that was there, that anybody that attended there is is somehow a a white supremacist trying to overthrow a free democracy and and the reality is it's exactly the different it's it's exactly the opposite uh, those that attended probably 99% of those that attended love america they're thankful for this republic they support constitutional rule of law but we have we have slid a long way from that. In fact, you bring this up in 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 the film, and and I went and read the article um, today from, uh, on the Federalist website. This was back in September, friends. You can go find it yourself. But back in September, the Federalist website reported that the National Archives Record Administration placed a harmful content warning. Now, now you get ready for this harmful content warning on the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, and other documents of the Founding Fathers. That's harmful content. And you know what, Chris, my first thought was, yeah, it's harmful content that those that want to pull down America to, to it's harmful content for those that don't want the people to wake up and realize, wait a minute, we the people are the government. You're our servants. It's about time we reverse this and get us back on the yeah it's harmful content for that's how far we've gone chris the media has completely brainwashed people it's and it's not the media it's also the department of justice because the if we all stood together for the constitution this war would be over so they have to take that out yeah you see in the movie that when the fbi raided Derek kennison's home they found a carton of pocket constitutions because he hands out pocket constitutions when he goes to rallies. They took that down as evidence. They photographed uh, uh, constitutional stuff in his 12-year-old daughter's room like it was, it was you know, illicit drugs that they had found stashed away in a drawer somewhere. They are now holding the people that are the closest to the constitutionists, they are now putting them up as the greatest potential domestic suspected domestic terrorists on their lists. They've made us the enemy. And, and, and as Mike Waller, who is an, an incredibly wise uh, 
national security professor. He's taught at the Naval War College. Um, he's, he's, he's a very brilliant man. He, he lives in D.C. He's been to many of these protests, and he was there that day. And as he says in the film, he's talked to many law enforcement people, many people in the intelligence agencies, four-star generals who've sworn an oath to protect the, United, the Constitution of the United States from all enemies, foreign and domestic, but they've never read the Constitution. And now they're being told that the domestic enemies are those MAGA people. And so what you're doing is right. And when you fill the FBI up with woke millennials that don't know history and haven't read the Constitution, they're going to follow those orders. And unfortunately, that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely true. And this is interesting, Chris, at my age now where I'm at uh, in the season of life, I've seen so many changes in the last several decades. And I can tell you, folks, we have gone from being able to just state American principles, principles of freedom and liberty, just, just making those statements. And generally, the public agreed with them and supported them. And then after the 60s, the upheavals of the 60s and the 70s, we arrived at a place where where not only did we have to state them, but we had to begin explaining them. So so the propaganda had already started way back then. We moved into the 80s and the 90s, and now we're not only stating them and explaining them, but we're also defending the reasons why Americanism is important, why a constitutional republic is important today. We're not just stating, explaining, defending. We're also defending our right to say these things. Do you see what's happening, friends, in America? We are in the death grips of those that hate America, hate our freedoms, hate our liberties, and they are pulling out all the stops. We're in the midst of it right now, friends. They're pulling out all of the stops to topple this nation. We have got a lot of work to do. Here is in uh, Elena Gorakova. I hope I didn't mispronounce that too badly, Chris. Elena Gorakova quote from the from the film. I had to pause it because I thought that's <laughs> that's exactly spot on. Here's what she said in a mountain of breadcrumbs a, a, a book. She said this: the rules are simple. They lie to us. We know they're lying. They know we know they're lying. But they keep lying to us, and we keep pretending to believe them. Chris, it's time for us to stand up and say, you're lying, and we're not going to listen to it anymore, and here's the truth, and we need to keep saying that regardless of the pushback we get. What do you think? Oh, you're making my heart happy, Pastor Dave. That's, that is the answer. That's how we win this thing. This is a war. But we don't win it with muskets and AR-15s. We win it with truth. And we win it by doing exactly what you just said. And if we can do that, and here's why I know that that's how we win. And they're afraid of that. Because that was the end of the movie. The original end of the movie was that. And then um, after interviewing Dee Snyder, um, Nick starts singing, we're not going to take it. Because we're not going to take it was being played all over the Capitol that day. People carrying boomboxes. It was like the theme song for that day. So Nick had negotiated for six months. He had signed his contract. He sent his check in. A couple of days before the film's about to release, Universal Music Corp says that we can't use the song that we had already paid for. And 
they say that uh, we misrepresented the politics of the film. To, I'm paraphrasing. I hope I don't get sued for saying this. But we had to take the song out. We were right, and we would have won in court. But two or three years being tied up, that means the movie doesn't come out. So you'll see the way we ended the film. The film still has a really cool ending. Yeah. But they know that if, if 70 million people stood together and said, we're not going to take it anymore, and then those 70 million turned into 300 million people, that we would absolutely win this thing. And we would be a nation, a, a government back of the people, by the people, for the people, living in a free republic. They know that's how they lose. And that's yeah. all we have to do to win. We have to get to a tipping point of truth. And you don't you don't go shoot the people that are on the left out there. You 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 throw the truth at them. You hug them. You love them. You you ask them if they know Jesus, and that that's it. You take them to the water. Whether or not you make them drink, that's up to them. But you know, I believe we'll get to that tipping point of truth. Remember, the first Revolutionary War was only fought by three percent, and they were supported by another thirty three percent. A third of the country was loyal to the King of England. A third of the country just wanted to be left alone. I think we already have way more than 33% people knowing what's wrong and knowing we're being yeah. lied to. I don't yeah. know what the tipping point's going to be, 66%, 80%, but it's going to hit that tipping point. And it's like this film. It's The algorithms are killing it. You couldn't Google it. Uh, they're doing everything they can to keep people getting to know about it, but they're going to know about it. Whether it takes mm-hmm. a week or it takes a year or 10 years, you can't keep the truth down. That's yeah. right. Take yep. me out. You take Nick out. Someone else is going to show the movie. Some other church somewhere is going to say, we're not only shutting down, we're not wearing masks, but we're showing this movie on Saturday night. That's yes. what will happen. Yes. And it's going yep. to be a snowball. Uh, and God, God's got this. I mean, you feel it. I feel it. Yep. And that scares the heck out of these guys. Yep. It, yep. It sure does. It sure does. There's a reason why, Chris, there, none of the major media outlets were there because they all got the notice. Don't be there. Do not film anything. And I think part of the reason that they weren't there, and and it was obvious that that they weren't there, as you mentioned earlier, they didn't want to see all these people praying. They didn't want to see all these people singing hymns and and worship songs and and loving each other. And they didn't want to see this palette of colors among the people. They didn't want to see that. They didn't want to portray that to America. But they did also didn't want to show the Capitol Police removing the barriers and allowing people in because that would go against the narrative they already had prepared. They stormed the Capitol building and broke in aggressively. And the truth of the matter is they were let in, weren't they? They were. You're 100 percent correct. Um, They broke in in some areas and then just a few feet down the building. The police were just opening doors and letting them in. As you see, the two 74-year-old twin ladies that are in our movie, they asked the Capitol Police, is it okay to go in? They said, yeah, sure, fine, look around. They went in, they looked around, took a couple pictures and came out. Everything you're saying about how this was set up, and I mentioned this in the film. Because I had been in Central America, in Honduras, during the middle of an attempted color revolution down there, things were pinging for me and my buzzers were going off. And as as my wife and I and my daughter are walking down towards the Capitol, surrounded by all these people praying and grandparents and families, the hair was up on my arms. I looked at my wife and I said, honey, I got a bad feeling. I'm having deja vu back to Honduras. And she said, what are you talking about? I said, look around you. 
the mainstream media isn't here. And we later found out they'd all been pre-positioned at the Capitol building. I said, mm-hmm. that tells me that the image of peaceful people walking and praying together are not the images they're going to want to run with to support their narrative. I think they've staged all the media at the Capitol building. I think something bad's going to happen today. Just after that, just as I finished saying that, my buddy Nick calls me. Nick's down at the Capitol building, and he had just filmed them moving the bike racks. They weren't barriers. They were bike racks to let people into the Capitol building. He called me and told me that. I looked at my wife, and I said, somebody is going to die today because that's what I, that's what happened in Honduras. And that way they were able to run with the bloody insurrection um, narrative to try to get what they wanted, and that's exactly what happened here. Yeah. And Let's just look at let's just look at Director Ray for the FBI. Now, in our film, we have several generals and some national intelligence experts mm-hmm. that yep. tell you what the truth is about what went on that day. But you have Christopher Ray, who's the director of arguably one of the most, if not the most powerful intelligence agencies on the planet, stands up and tells the American or sits down. He's testifying before Congress and tells the American people that there was no evidence that day that there was any violent anarchist or Antifa types present at the Capitol. Okay, so we not only saw them, I filmed them. John L. Sullivan filmed himself, and yet the head of our FBI says it never happened. That tells you either he's the most incompetent man on the planet and shouldn't be doing his job, or two, he's purposely lying to the American people. And if he's lying to the American people, why is he lying? These are questions that need to be asked by people way more powerful with me, people way above my pay grade. And I'm not hearing any of these questions being asked on the media. Why? Because the media is one big propaganda machine and it's not working for the American people. That's exactly right. Yeah. The media seems to their main purpose these days seems to be to to foment hatred um, between Americans Blacks, whites, Hispanics, Asians—they they never miss an opportunity. It seems to 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 gin up a situation to to present it in a way that it's not really accurate, but but to to do that in order to cause further division, hoping to spark some kind of of outrage or some kind of follow up or subsequent situation that they can also use for their for their purposes. It's we're in dangerous times, aren't we, Chris? We absolutely are. And I think anybody with with half a brain can see that there have been very powerful forces working to divide us. And it's it's as old as, as Sun Tzu. Um, through division and chaos, you create order and you, you grab power. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, it's now starting to be people are starting to realize that there actually were FBI operatives in the crowd infiltrating these organizations. To the people on the left, Antifa and BLM, that's their heroes. To the people on the far, on the right, it's the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. And there's good people in both organizations wanting to do, the, do good things, but they're being played and they're being used. They're being played against each other to create the chaos, to run the conflict. And while everybody's looking at that, booyah, the election gets stolen. Yes. Well, you said earlier these people were all following a script. Who is the director that in the four hours that they stood down because of the breach, you know, all the senators and congressmen that came back and said, you know, we were going to vote for transparency, but now we've changed our mind. It's a violent uprising. We're just going to go ahead and certify this election. 
there's no Trump person out there that wanted that to happen. What script were they given and who gave it to them? Um, I would I would look at the January 6th and the people that created this event, not as left versus right. I would look at this as pro-American and anti-American because everyone involved in setting this up is fulfilling a plan that was put into action over 50 years ago by enemies of the United States. And we, we lay that out in the film, how that happens. And when you see it, it's not hard to understand. That's exactly right. It, this it is country not is hard. at war. Yes. yes. It, it, as General Boykin says in the film, we are at war. This is a war of infiltration. I saw it on the border 17 years ago. I've been tracking, I've been tracking cartels and human trafficking on the border on and off for 17 years. And when we saw the Sinaloa cartels start flooding the United States of America with heroin from China and fentanyl, we knew that wasn't just somebody trying to get rich off of turning Americans into drug addicts. That's war in the United States of America. That's asymmetrical warfare designed to rot us from the inside out. And when you have more Americans in many states dying from fentanyl and heroin overdoses than you do car accidents, that's a win for the other side. You know? That's exactly right. That's, yep. that's, that's where we are right now. Yep, that's exactly where we are. You, you also bring up the point in in the in the documentary, Chris, that um, this is all being played out according to Marxist strategies and methodologies. It's it's not hard to see. You you just mentioned that it's not hard to see. It's it's right in front of your face if you know what you're looking at. Demonizing dissent. That's exactly what they're doing. It, it's a it's the new weapon, really, of choice among those that that hate America. Um, the federal government, is it, is it fair to say that, that those not, and and when I say federal government, I'm not talking about the rank and file federal employees. Most of them are good American citizens. They're just trying to do their job and do it as best as they can. But our federal government and even those, and I don't want to sound, uh, too conspiratorial, However, I'm someone who believes that our government is not actually ruling that we're been handed a script. So the Senate, the House, they receive bills that they've they don't write them. They're sponsors. They don't read them. They're given to them by lobbyists and and industry coalitions to pass. And it is not in the best interest of America these bills being passed. So so my point in all this, Chris, is that our, the government of the United States, as it exists right now at the highest levels of power, those that are, that are able and are making the decisions for our future, they are not, are not a friend of the people that want to see America prosper. Your thoughts? Okay, so I have to be very careful how I answer that, Pastor Mike, because... Um, for the folks that are recording and, and, and monitoring what you and I say, I, if, if I was them, I would take that out and edit it to make it look like we're advocating for an overthrow of the United States government, which is not what we're saying. And it's not what you're saying. No, but, um, do they have our best interests at hearts? Let me, because I can't tell you what's in the brain of every Senator and Congressperson. Let me tell you from firsthand example that I've seen. I was Herman Cain's 
strategic media director. I was with him when there was only four of us on the ground, his team. I saw first, I, I saw the elite cabal, political machine, deep state, swamp, whatever you want to call it. I saw them destroy Herman Cain because he was a man that just wanted to be a problem solver. He wanted to fix the United States of America like he did Burger King, like he did Coca-Cola. And that is the last thing that they wanted in power. So much so that you could see behind the scenes, you could see operatives and different political factions getting together to make take him out and make sure he was gone. He stood down when it was affecting his family and he was I'll, I'll tell you this much because he, he's gone now. He can't say it. But the reason he got out of the race, the last thing was, was he was scared for his family and things that happened to things that had happened. He was frightened for his family. OK, now you come to to Donald Trump that comes in. Donald Trump isn't a genteel southern gentleman businessman. Donald Trump is a businessman and a fighter. And they tried to take him down. And he said no. So the enemies that you see in this whole thing, they're not all just Democrats and they're not all just Americans. This is a concentrated effort of people who don't believe our leaders should represent us. They believe that they should be part of the elite and they should be able to do what they want and keep the feeders in line. And if you know, if you know Red Clover and Pliven, if you know Alinsky, if you know Mao or Stalin 101, in order to overthrow a government, you need to erode trust in the government and you need an army of useful idiots. Well, what's the first line of interface between a government and the people? It's the police. What do you think the whole defund the police movement is about? Oh, and while we're taking down local police, let's put in federal police. Okay, Adolf Hitler did the same thing. Then the next thing you have to do is you have to have what they call an army of useful idiots. And these aren't my words. These are Alinsky's. I know a lot of good people that are out there marching for BLM because they just want to see Americans treated right. They don't want police brutality and they want to stand up for that black man that might be that might be shot because of police brutality. Good for you. Go out there and march that. What they don't understand is they're marching for Black Lives Matter Incorporated, which is founded by two Marxist founders whose agenda isn't equality, their agenda is to put in a Marxist state. And yes. you just happen to be part of my army of useful idiots. And I'm going to get killed for saying this, but to, to help take down the country. Same on the other side. Let's look at the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. I know guys that went to D.C. and they, they went looking like they might get in a fight, not because they wanted to take down the country, but because there have been two events in Washington, D.C., where Antifa and BLM types had beat up old ladies and old men and gone after women and children, and they wanted to go there and protect them. They didn't go there looking for a fight, but if a fight was going to start, they were going to be there. Mm -hmm. So the trap there is, and the, thank God Americans are smarter, because I firmly believe that the plan for the last several years has been they wanted white militias and vigilantes out on the streets shooting back against Antifa and BLM as they burned down our cities. They yep. wanted a thousand Kyle Rittenhouses. Yep. And when that didn't happen, their plan stalled because we weren't dividing. We weren't breaking down. Black and white Americans still love each other. We still go out and party and dance together and have kids mm -hmm. together. And that's the beauty of America. 
They didn't count on that. And they didn't count on God being in us. That's why they went after the churches, because they're ruling through fear. But you can't hold fear and faith in the same heart. So as long as people are obedient to God and fear God more than they do the FBI, these people lose. So the worst thing that could happen now is the people started shooting back. Who are you going to shoot? Your fellow American that's, that's bought into the propaganda? That's not going to affect the person that set up the attack on the Capitol. Right. We, right. we get through this. We get through this with him and we get through this with truth. And that's the only way we come together. We win this thing. Hey, amen. And that, that is a perfect place and statement to, to wrap up our time here today, Chris. Friends, I've been talking with Director Chris Burgard. He... Capital punishment, everything they told us is a lie. You've got to go to the website, get this film, capital punishment, themovie.com. Get this film. It's only $9.99. You will not regret it. it. It is a fantastic, it's a little over an hour and a half long, I believe an hour and 38 minutes long. Uh, you will not regret it. Um, thank you so much, Chris, for joining us today here on WCN TV. Well, God bless you and your team, and thank you so much for having me, fellas. That's it for today, folks. Make sure you share this with your friends. We'll see you next time here on WCNTV.net. God bless you. Mm-hmm.